Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fancast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And this, this is, is the story So Farscape. Dude. Yes. Dude, here we are. Heading toward We're careening. So screwed. Toward the uh, end of oh. season four. Yes, very good. Do you remember where that's from? Oh. I mean, it's quite a common phrase. It is, certainly in Farscape. Actually, it was a, a little callback to, do you remember when Crichton and Bracca were having a fight on that um, sort of weapon station in orbit around the princess planet? Oh, was that was with the impromptu uh, EVA? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. And and pretending to that his genitals were in his hand and, like, killed by sex life. Yes. And just dancing around yelling, We're so no, I don't remember that particular scene, but well, uh, yes. Well. So, yes, episode 419, Fetal Attraction. Apparently the writers did. Uh, speaking of the writers, Ricky Manning had proposed an alternative title yeah. to Fetal Attraction, and that was Fetus Don't Fail Me Now. Okay. That's, <laughs> mm, yeah. No, I think Fetal Attraction is the better choice, definitely, there. I think so, too. Yes. Uh, Deb Pert, the editor, she had an alternative suggestion as well, which was uh, Poison Harvey, as in Poison Ivy, because oh, he... Yeah. Oh, Harvey's yes, back. Harvey's back, he is. Oh, God. But, but why does Scorpius, oh, sorry, not Scorpius, um, what's his face, uh, actor? Wayne Pygram. Pi- Wayne Pygram, that yes. Took me a while. Why does Wayne Pygram get all the fun scenes? Uh, like, <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'm sure a lot of actors on Farscape thought that as well. Yeah, it's like he, he gets all the ridiculously over-the-top, uh, which is... What? The yeah. mumbo shirt and the roller coaster and now rising from the coffin like Nosferatu? Yep. <laughs> Anyway, that's right at the end, so uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right, let's dive into the episode. Well, let's first see what our uh, listeners have to say about this. Um, oh, yeah, undo that. That's uh, not good to start. So, Rick from the Delta Quadrant says, You wanted to play, guy gave you one. The carrot cube will cure you, son. Gangly fingers, suspicious lingerers. Hang on a minute, we're not done. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I know we have one from Marky C, but my little device just right, failed me, so I'll maybe you can it. read yes. that one. Rigel's heroic stomach provides the crew a chance to save a damsel in distress, but thanks to Granny, the situation soon turns deadly. John is hoping to find a sedation woman to take back to his bunk and Frell and returning house guests. Yikes. Oh, sorry, and Frell and returning house guests gives John some unwanted news. Sorry, that needed a comma there. Thank you, Marky C. Oh, you know, my granddad was in a comma. Oh, God. <laughs> Yes, yeah, oh. synonym roles, just like grammar used to make. <laughs> I'm sorry I got so overexcited. Um, like, even this morning I was thinking, oh, you know what? I'm going to be really good and I'm going to recalculate, like, all of the points, you know, that we haven't done in a while. Mm. And I'm going to, and then I didn't do that because I got, just got really excited with the prep for this episode. And then Ooh. I thought, okay, well, today we're going to do the, the human interest segment again and sort of really sort of get to know each other. And no, I just really want to do this episode. <laughs> I'm just super excited. Yeah, I had a few interesting uh, things coming up there where, I'm, where I was thinking of my points during this uh, episode. Oh, awesome. <laughs> So, yes, uh, dive right into the episode. We already did the thing, so we don't have to press the button. There's another extensive oh, recap. I like pressing the button. All right, well, there's more buttons for you to press later on. There's two Yay. more. There's two left. Thank you, Daddy. Extensive recap of Eren being uh, captured on board the freighter mm. and getting to the point where they are now approaching a yeah. Scarron border post i suppose yes that's how it's uh, how it's described it's a gorgeous uh, ship it looks a bit like that's uh, amazing like they borrowed a little bit from the uh, starbase design from star trek you know the the long oh yeah the the, the long the, the cylinder dish, hanging dish down type thing on the top mm-hmm. and then like the mushroom 
design. But this has like all sorts of really cool counter-rotating uh, yeah. r- ridges and ledges, which I, I guess actually are used to create docking ports of various sizes. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Because it seems like it actually opens up to make a docking port for Moya as she approaches. So I think that's what what, what they're meant to do. Yeah, because it is described as like a docking collar to ensure right. that whatever craft are there yes. are locked in. Because as we learn, there's a five solar day quarantine procedure that every ship passing into Scarron space, or on its way to Catrazzi yeah. specifically, has to undergo. It's not a particularly good quarantine procedure. No, it is because not. Because everybody who is quarantined at the station is allowed to freely mingle. That's not how quarantines work, Yeah, it's, it? not, it's not awesome. It really isn't. <laughs> Any vessel lacking the proper security clearance beacon will be destroyed on site. That's very reassuring. <laughs> there is a lot sort of medically that's not awesome about this episode or not particularly accurate or wouldn't wouldn't be really great but hey we're in in the middle of a complicated plan once again we find out well not really much of a plan really i mean they've well, sent Sokozu ahead yes that exactly. we know but what did Sokozu go with she went in some sort of module the scarron border station has given us permission to dock Moya senses three other vessels present. One has our own transport pod. Well, that means the girls who made it, okay. Yeah, she took a transport pod. Oh, okay. And to yes. blend in with the uh, uh, with the other Kalish bureaucrats of her species. Yes, but there is another ship as well. Moya yeah. is there. There's a transport pod and... Lola mm. was in stealth mode. Hovering about. Hanging back as as backup. So there was clearly some sort of plan for, right. uh, for them to do. But then things change and they adapt their plans. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth noting, like, this is probably Scorpius's plan. Sounds like it, yes. I love waiting to see how things go south. Right, and in true Scorpius tradition, he hasn't told him everything. Like, that he is now cosplaying Captain Wendell or something of Moya. Uh, Wentrask. Wentrask. Close yeah. enough. And even Pilot calls him that over the comms. We must assume that all comms transmissions are being intercepted. And she kind of goes, but, oh. But our comms are secure. Right? And John side-eyes Scorpius. Uh, yes. Let's, <laughs> let's pretend that They're they not. are. They're not, yes. <laughs> so their current plan is to infiltrate in disguise. They don't um, really have a plan yet, other than that they've got sent... Uh, Do you think they don't have a plan or just that it hasn't been explained to us? I think John is already playing a peacekeeper, which he's not right. super so happy about. No, they have either have a plan or mm-hmm. they're just going to go like, oh, we're just going to go in and see what we can do and we're going to set this up. I think Scorpius has a plan. because Scorpius knows that he has security codes. He is posing as a Scarron captain, s- captain yeah. but also a secret guy mm-hmm. who is uh, returning with valuable cargo. Do you, do you appreciate how I didn't just immediately guffaw when you said secret sky instead of spy, which is the only thing that I'm going to call spies? Secret on skies. <laughs> They're just secret skies. Well, isn't that, isn't that what the uh, what Captain Jenik uh, uh, calls uh, Scorpius at some point? Once, as soon as they have a uh, little uh, head to head, and oh, yeah, Scorpius exposes himself as say, like being a spy. He says something along those lines. Of, it's a really weird conversation. Yeah. Because, yeah. There. Okay. Let's let's do this really quickly. They meet uh, Treso, who is a male Kalish. I am Dr. Treso Talnell, Chief Medical Officer. Yes, 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 another Kalish functionary. Yes. Uh, who's, who's in charge of the medical quarantine. Yes, but he seems to be running the station, or at least... The- yeah, or at least this area. Yeah. See, I'm, uh, it's a huge station, but I think that maybe there's one quarantine ring 
mm. where ships on their way to Katratsi dock. Right, that seems to make sense. Yeah. Because the, the freighter is on the opposite side of the station from Moya at the, at the same sort of yes. area, and there's only one common area, despite the fact that this station is vast and, and, and more enormous than the Leviathan. Yeah, so you can see so how, that's small, my feeling, that how there's, relatively small Moya is. If you have this destination, then you go to that level. If you have... Uh, right. right. So he's in charge of presumably and the Katratzi level. He is the warden of the quarantine level, basically. Right. The, the operator. Because he seems to have large amounts of autonom- uh, uh, autonomy. Authority, authority as well. Autonomy. He certainly yeah. wields it. And he explains that the... Uh, uh, oh, there's little Scarron DRDs. Oh, you yes. The little angry ones. Spicy DRDs, let's go. <laughs> yes. They're called Sentinels. And yeah, they've got this sort of scorpion look about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got this little hatchery thingy that... Points up, and that's their gun, and it's yep. quite effective as we see later. Yes, and they're programmed to shoot on sight anyone who isn't staff and is carrying weapons. Yeah, which the commander of the station, well, let's just call him that for the time being, explains to John as he wanders off with his gun. Yeah, which he then. Gun gets boxed, tells Agent 12 to take good care of it. And we spend our first of many visits uh, just sort of loitering around forward. the common area. Yes. Yeah, Scarron 10 forward is a really great way to describe it. Because it's just this open kind of space. Mm. And I was honestly, I was, I was kind of taken aback at the cinematography in this, in this episode. There's lots of, like, wide shots of characters having a conversation and then mm. the camera panning over to, to another area. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of the original BSG. Oh, the 1970s right, Glenn yes. Larson, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Like when they were doing, like, alien, like, casino planets and stuff like that. That kind of, like, felt a little bit like that. Right. So in this case, I think this is what uh, David Kemper was referring to when he was talking in the visual companion. He kind of downplayed or almost apologized, which I, th- I thought was a bit weird, but he talked about, like, we were really tired. We only had six days to film this episode because yeah. the uh, later episodes needed more time. So maybe I th- maybe that's what he's referring to, like where Farscape would normally take a lot of like really close ups of people's faces so you can drink in the emotions. Mm-hmm. Now, for the sake of expediency, we got these group shots just because there's a lot of plot to move forward. It's a lot right. of exposition. Oh, yes. Starting with Zikozo, who has taken a leaf from Chiana's book, and she is laying the sweets on the station master's assistant. Yeah. So there's three Kalish that we need to be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, a Treso, who's the station master. Yeah. We've got his assistant, who's cutie pie, yeah. that, that Sikozu is all about. And then there's another nerd uh, the that Chi cozies up to. Right, and he's the one who dies from the Hynerian skin yes. flu. Yes, skin flu. So, yeah, she's, she's chatting with Cutie Pie, and she's very impressed with his exciting career. Oh, yes, but oh, no, this is so boring on the station, and I want to go out there. Oh, it's like, so stable. I envy you so swap much. jobs with you. Yes, anyway, that's... Uh... Let me see who's there. I think Chi and Rigel and Scorpius, they're actually forming the sort of peanut gallery who are commenting yes. on her. <laughs> Sitting there watching. It looks like she's found a new friend. One of her own kind. Not too bad looking at that. Sokozu thinks with her head, not her gazitsa. Yeah, that's a problem. We were smart to send her ahead. As John does a little bit of a mingling, which doesn't really mingle anywhere, other than that he confirms that Sokozu is in fact there and she is making inroads. 
Well, he's loitering so that they can casually bump up to one another. Yes. When she goes over to the Replimatter food dispenser, which just has a handprint that you put your hand on and then mm-hmm. you get... I guess it just scans your barcode and then, like, charges your account or something. Oh. Or maybe just a quick, like, DNA check to see if you can actually digest what's coming also out of the... Also quite possible, you know, yeah. Package A. Not a bad idea. See which side your, uh, your DNA curls. <laughs> yes. Oh, this one's silicon-based. Better give him something else. Yeah. <laughs> And so John and Sokozu have an opportunity to casually chat. Uh, it's very sotto voce. He's mumbling under his breath. He's being very, very... He's being a, a secrets guy, as mm. you would say. And she informs him casually, oh, yes, this is uh, everything. Also, by the way... Aaron is here. Say that again. Aaron is here. But her ship is leaving in 30 microns. Yes. Half an hour. Half an hour, yes. Okay. Oops. Good news, bad news. Yeah. Yep. Which, of course, leads John to, oh, okay, well, we're going to go do something. Don't know what yet, but we definitely are going to. So whatever Boy, plan- howdy, are we going to go do something? <laughs> yeah. Half an hour. What can we do in half an hour? Grab our guns and we kick in some doors. Because he confers with the, the, the peanut gallery. It's such an interesting combination of John and Scorpius and Chiana and Rigel. Have you noticed how, like, incredibly supportive Chiana is? Mm. Like, she is completely committed to, to save yeah, Aaron. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, this, we're going to do this, and it's yeah. Yeah, not going to happen, yeah. No Anybody, whatever it takes. We will find her. We'll get Aaron back. No matter what. Uh, and Rigel as well, because as they're discussing this, okay, we don't have enough time to mount a rescue. We are vastly, like, not necessarily outgunned, but... We can't make it to that freighter with weapons. I think you're jumping ahead a little bit too far here, but because, like, first there's one of the first of many scenes between Aaron and the nurse, and then we go to the credits. Oh, yes, 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 you're right, you're right. There is a... This was actually Claudia Black's idea. Okay. Her idea that Aaron wouldn't trust her rescuers, Mm. because she's in this position of powerlessness. Yeah. Um... And Claudia Black didn't want to, like, leave her character where she was before. Like, character should evolve. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a testament to a dedicated actress like, uh, like Claudia Black to sort of recognize that. Yeah. That, yeah, she's... Her defiance is, is, is worn down. She's she's desperate. She's being drugged again. That, I mean, that, that, that is portrayed very well. Like, she's shown, like, a scene where, like, every, John is like, oh, everything's all right. And her pregnancy is much further advanced. And John's like reassuring her that she's going to be doing good, and then she gets yanked back to the med bay with the nurse. And yeah, that shows clearly that she's having delusions, uh, presumably yeah. brought on by the the drugs, the drugs that yeah. uh, they're feeding her. And it comes back a few times, mm. really sort of setting up and her yeah. inability to you know right. participate when, in her like, own when rescue. When John actually arrives, then yes, she's like, oh, she caught one of those again. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it kind of reminded me of Zan in uh, Dream a Little Dream, mm-hmm. where she had she'd had so many hallucinations of John and Aaron being alive and coming to rescue her. You're here to rescue me. <laughs> I need you here to rescue me. Yeah. But by the time that they actually go back to Moya at the start of season two, she just sort of casually, oh, that's nice, dear. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, your spirit is with me. The flesh is unimportant. Yeah, it's kind of important. Whoa! Oh, 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 I'm not dead? She thinks I'm dead. I'm real. Yes, John. You always will be to me. 
Yeah. No, but I am physically... Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we go again. Yes, Rigel during this time, as they're having a little powwow about, like, nobody knows what to do, is deciding on his own course of action. Pass me all that food. It's a hell of a time to be eating, Rigel. I have an idea. Get me more. It's amazing, uh, isn't it? And it's it? very well disguised, in fact, because it's kind of dismissed by everybody. Uh, just Rigel wanting food again. Asking for more but food. But no, Rigel actually has a plan this time around. But what the, I like the most is that they actually help him. Right? They're sitting here discussing, okay, we, we can't do anything. We've got to somehow keep this ship here. He mm-hmm. asks for more food. Crichton sort of rolls his eyes, but he asks Chiana, like, get me another plate. And she yeah. goes and does it. Yes. And <laughs> Because his strategy is to... Uh, it's called Rigel's Technicolor Vomit. Yes. By it's the only green, really. Cast and crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fiona Gentle, who's the the head of Team Rigel, she was very, very impressed with it. It was pretty tricky. Yeah, I getting imagine. that tube up through his yeah, neck yeah. And, uh, yeah. and all of that. So while Rigel's working up his uh, his Technicolor Vomit, Scorpius goes over to the captain of the uh, uh, the freighter, Jenik. We've seen him before. Yes. Do who's who who plays him? Oh, I had that information on my handy-dandy little database, but uh, uh, let me look that up, because that's actually worthwhile. This was the first time that a Scarron was played by someone other than the other name that's not coming to me. Right. And this is Jason Clark. I don't think you know him from, from anything else. Okay. Um, I just had like a, a moment when he was like talking to Scorpius, that his mouth kind of looked familiar. I mean, just like it's heavily made up and everything, of course, but it kind of looked like... Maybe he was just trying to do a Wayne Pygram face, which made oh, him... this is interesting. I, I get what you mean about the Wayne Pygram face. We've actually seen his straight-up face. Okay. Because this actor also portrayed Lechna, who was the, the lover that Aaron made up. Right. Well, Lechna lied to me. There is no Lechna. There is Lechna. Leave her alone! Give her more! I've doubled the strength. No, please! Again! While she's being interrogated by Jenik, oh, she was right, like, yeah, talking sorry. about Lechna. Sorry, and we saw these... for a moment I thought you were talking about the guy on uh, uh, the Princess uh, series, but uh, that wasn't a made-up lover. That was uh, just no. a little bit of recreation. Yeah, just a little bit on the side. Yeah. So that was cool. Okay, I mean, it's convenient. Like, you've already hired this actor. Like, might as well, like, oh, uh, Give yeah. him something extra to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this conversation where he Scorpius introduces himself to the Scarron captain. Now listen carefully, my name is Captain Wentrask. Like, nothing comes of it. No. Really? He just goes like, oh, I see you are on business. I too am on business. And here are my clearance codes yes. for some reason. And- Which is weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he laughs it off and goes like, oh, I don't, like, I don't mess with you guys. Yep. And I'm just going to be doing my little job. And Scorpius takes his leave, like, I guess, realizing that he doesn't have any inroads to uh, delay the right. captain, as he might have hoped. Yeah, I think he might have been proposing, like, joint delivery or something like that. Oh, yeah. But uh, none of that. And instead, we get a- another scene with Aaron and, and John. And this the bit- nurse who's also like, oh, see how easy I can make it for you? Just like, oh. oh. Must I keep sedating you? Hmm. <laughs> Must you keep making things difficult for yourself? There's no point in fighting. You know that. They're really dialing up the evil on the nurse this time. In a way, yes. Right? Uh, she's even less sympathetic than I she mean, was she's all, uh, Her character has, is well established, and this is well within the bounds of it, I'd say. Like, I, thought, I, I felt she was a bit more sympathetic in prayer. 
like she was a little bit conflicted or she she yeah. actually cared about the the baby there's these there's these really weird like direct address shots of John like as as imaginary John right. is hovering over her it's, and it's really yeah, it's, suspicious it's, it's very much like view from Aaron view from John well John's John shots are always in the face Aaron shots are always either with John or very up close facial shots uh, yeah and it's time for Rigel's Technicolor Vomit. Yes. He ta- it's amazing. He times it quite well, actually, because he waits for the nurse to uh, wander past. Oh, yeah. And the the station master. Yes, who's also a doctor, I guess. I am Dr. Treso Talnell, chief medical officer. And everybody is greeted to this, like, you know, I won't call it a water feature, but it's like... <laughs> Wasserspielen. <laughs> a water party. Yeah. Stand back. Yeah, he helpfully tells his friends to uh, to take a step back. Chiana <laughs> uncrouches from her chair that, as a, I guess, like many bisexuals Lesbians, are unable to sit in chairs. Sitting, yes. <laughs> Bisexual sitting, yes. Apparently this scene, like, they always redub the dialogue. They always do ADR right. yeah. because Homebush Bay is not very soundproof. Mm-hmm. And this time, like, the audio track was almost impossible to hear over the sound of rubber soles squeaking on the slime on the floor. Squeak, 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 oh, squeak, squeak, as all the extras were trying to get out of the way. <laughs> What's the matter with him? Maybe it's your lousy food. Yes, I'm sure of it. Rigel throws up and goes like, oh, yes, well, last time I had this, it was like a little touch of Hynerian skin flu. Yeah. Uh, which immediately you see him go like, oh, crud. Oh. That's a highly contagious disease. Oh, don't worry. They said it was dormant. We're in lockdown until further notice. Anchor all vessels to their docking ports. Uh, lockdown. Yeah, bud. Yeah. What? Like... What is the point of a five-day quarantine if you can mingle with people who have not been through quarantine? I know, right? It's, yeah. What is the, like, what is the point of those five days? Well, it creates exactly this point. It's like... You maximise your odds of exposure to something else. Exactly, because next we get a uh, discussion between uh, the... uh, uh, between Yannick and the station captain. So, well, Mm. let's call him the... Whatever. Treso. Treso Treso, is the... Uh, and he goes like, "Oh, I want to be uh, like we we want to go. We need to go." And he goes, "I was like, no, none of that, because like this is if this is a Hanerian skin flu, then like you've been exposed. Everybody's exposed. It's extremely virulent, so everybody's already exposed." Yeah, and we don't want to expose yeah, Katrati. Uh, well, but I have to go, and and he goes, he puts his foot down, and he is just completely yeah. says like, "No, can't keep us here." Uh, I can, and uh, I must. Uh, under the quarantine policy of uh, your hierarchy. They can't fire me for following procedure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically, that's basically what it is. And, you know, and Yannick knows that he can't go against that. I mean, he could, but then he'd have hell to pay. Actually, speaking of procedure, there's a there's a fun little bit at the start where the where the cutie pie is reporting to Yannick that everything's been locked down and he sent out a ping to any healers who might have yes. experience with... And, and uh, Treso goes, well, that's not procedure, but under the circumstances, that was a good, good idea. Job. Yes. Because there anybody in, in, in range of that who has experience with this? Which turns out to be... Right. Ranty. Uh, and then at this point, I'm just going like, okay, how do they know to play along with this? Because that's the next comment I've got right yeah. now. It's like, how do they communicate back to Darkman or Renty what the plan was? And it turns out, as it's done in a throwaway remark, as they're doing a walk and talk uh, one or two scenes yep. later, where they said like, one of the voices on the medical distress transmission was Sakosa, so we played along. Smart Luxon. 
Brilliantly kind of done. brilliant. Yeah, no, right? absolutely. Also, from a script writing point, very well done. Because, like, normally they'd be like, okay, they didn't know there's a change of plan, that there had to be a... Uh... Yeah. I, I really, really like this. I, but yes, I just you, said it gets yeah. lost in sort of the tempo because there is so much exposition. Right. After uh, Cutie Pie gets the good boy from the uh, station commander, <laughs> then he <laughs> kind of looks like Sikos, and you go like, ah, okay, so I know who suggested that. And it's yes. like... Yes. Uh, <laughs> and let's, oh, him, let's, him, let's him take the credit for it and uh... so Noranti shows up very competently uh, yeah. I, I love her confidence in this whole episode she introduces her uh, uh, Luxon yeah. assistant right oh, oh yes yeah. they make great assistants fantastic bodyguards and exceptional lovers I believe the phrase is <laughs> that's just the uses <laughs> which earns her a bit of an eyebrow from the uh, commander. You go, girl. Who is actually going like, oh, well, the Hattonians, it'll be fine, you know. He's like, uh, his skin isn't schlepping yet, so. Uh, yeah, he should have been symptomatic by now, and he's not, so. Yeah, I'm just going to leave him uh, out there. Which, uh, to which Naranti is like, oh, well, we'll see about that. I will examine him. Feeds him a little packet. You did have this before, did you? You're absolutely <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of wondering what the, like, what she was doing to him at this point. Like, I mean, I could imagine that, like, she was going to do something that, like, would have been, like, super dangerous to him if he hadn't actually had it. Like, you know? Right. It's like a... Like, what would it have done? Would it have, like, reactivated some other dormant bacterial know, right, virus? Something like that. Like, you know, I can give you this, but you can only have this if you've had it. Otherwise, you're screwed. Yeah, as he said, like, I barely survived and four of my wives didn't. Yes. So I guess, like, maybe Hynerian medicine isn't as advanced as, as peacekeeper medicine. Because, like, in season mm. one, Aaron claimed that disease just doesn't exist mm. to the peacekeepers. Right. So you guys just zip around the galaxy hoping you don't pick up some STD, space-transmitted disease? No, we're issued a standard number of inoculations, as you call them, against all known destructive bacterial and viral matter. Do we have any of that on board? And if some new malicious organism is discovered, our scientists engineer an anti-substrate, a growth blocker, to stop it from affecting our system. So basically you... you have no disease? Basically, yes. Which, well, maybe the, their physiology is better understood. It's... you don't know. Yeah, you know, and I guess for, as a writer also you don't want to, like, paint, paint your way out of a corner. Exactly. So, yes, she gives him something to eat, and, yes, that, of course, makes him go symptomatic. Uh, yes, because can, can I just say how much I hated the line that Noranti says that the bacteria that causes oh, the, the virus, virus is yes. difficult to detect? Like, what? Yeah, no, wait, bacteria and viri, totally different things. They are completely different branches of, I won't even say life, because that's still debatable about viruses. Yeah. Like, bacteria are alive, they have organs and everything, but viruses are are just, like... Code bombs. Yep. For, for 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 genomes. So yeah yeah yeah. As as generous as I usually am, hand waving spacey wacy science because we don't know what principles they're based on. Mm. Like using the words bacteria and virus. The, well, I mean, like if if a yeah a virus can be spread by a mosquito, then why couldn't the virus be spread by a bacteria? I mean, can a bacteria be infected by the virus? Oh shit! I mean. I but then no the idea. words... No, hold on. The word causes. Fair, fair, fair. Well, yeah. no, hold on. Wait. So maybe there's like little... <laughs> maybe there's like a, a little sort of evil doctor bacterium. Could a bacterium create a, a cause a virus? Mm. 
that yeah. it sort of sneaks in. Now I'm imagining like a single cell bacterium with like a, an evil mustache and uh, and one of those head mirrors that doctors have, and he's just, he enters your body. Ah, what virus shall I cause today? <laughs> have, you, have you been watching um, what's that movie called again? With uh, Inner Space? No, similar along those lines. It's with Dave Murray and I'm going to guess that you mean Bill Murray. Sorry, that's the one. Yes, and Did I say you Dave mean Murray? something Jones? Yes. What's uh, it called? This is amazing, isn't it? Virus Jones, no. No, uh, no. White blood cell Jones. It's something, yes. Or is it even is it even not Jones? No, but I know, but the character was called Jones. How much longer Indiana can we Jones, go before no, this wait. is so uninteresting to <laughs> listen gonna, to? This is going to get cut. That we edit. Well, no, no, now it's funny again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in vitro Jones. No. <laughs> Our listeners, I'm so sorry. You're screaming into your headphones. Either the name of the thing that we can't come up or with. Or get on with it. Get on with it. It doesn't matter. And yet, nevertheless, so Bill Murray Jones. Let's see what Google says. Bill oh. Murray Jones. Or like, I did like David Davy Murray. No. No? It's... No, we've got On the Rocks, which stars Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. Oh, God. Uh, so, Bill, Bill Murray, Murray virus animated yeah. film uh, virus, and that is Osmosis, Osmosis Jones. Jones. Oh wow! <laughs> yes, you didn't even you even got it yourself. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> it like right in the nick of time. It's like <laughs> oh yeah. The, the listeners at home, like look at those waveforms. He beat me to it. It's amazing. Wow. That was a wonderfully pointless diversion, uh, which is, I guess, also the sort of theme of of today uh, of this episode. Um, let me see where we uh, where we are. So he she's actually caused his uh, uh, his sickness to return, as we discover yes. shortly thereafter. She basically reactivates it, and he's like, "Okay, I'm not going to say it, but but you- Elmer glue covered Rigel." Ooh, <laughs> his well. With his, his skin flaking off, and you, you see him lying there scratching at his neck. Mm. Uh, uh, Matt McCoy, the uh, uh, one of the other members of Team Rigel, mentioned, like, that was really hard to do. Oh, get his hands to move in the right way. Right, yeah. It, it was really, really tricky to do, but... I guess the hand isn't, like, normally meant to touch his own body. Right, so it's and always... it's not that dexterous. It can yeah. do some grabbing. So this was really tricky to uh, to get that to work. They must have been really grateful with the new armature that was uh, yeah. introduced in the, in the last season. But it looks fantastic. Uh, and now, for sure, everything is under lockdown. Oh, absolutely, because, yes, now we know he is definitely infected. Uh, Naranti tells Rigel what happened. Rigel goes bother Chiana, who is, like, dealing with not-so-pretty boyfriend. He's okay, <laughs> but he's not cutie pie level. Uh, no, he's the he's the nerd. Uh, the nerd, yeah. I don't know what his role was. It, it kind of escaped me. Other than he gets chased away by uh, Dargo. Dargo. Dargo goes, like, hey, take a hike, you know? And there's, like... I'm looking for cute girls, and like I was at first, and Good like point. yeah, <laughs> and like for a second you think, okay, you're you're stepping in on on Chiana actually doing something like important, right? This might have been this might have been an opportunity for him to go in and try to bully the kid away, mm. um, and giving Chiana an opportunity to to say, hey, no, I was having a conversation yes. with this nerd, and and help her get in touch with this nerd, but they actually do kind of both want to have a conversation, right? Ain't a barry girl. How about I buy you a drink? They're getting oh, closer very, again. Yeah, very. I noticed that, but I've not been noticing that like the last few episodes. Like they've been getting like back into their 
you know, old ways, I suppose. Well, maybe. Well, they're not noisily banging on the Lido deck, but no. it's they're uh, <laughs> they've been getting more familiar and like they've kind of gotten over the things that were pushing them apart. I suppose there's a clear attraction and like yes. appreciation still between them that I I really do enjoy. Uh, you know, he complimented her on on that he prefers her elegant grey, mm. like her uh, her natural yes. self. And here as well, like, even though they're using the pretense of, of flirting mm-hmm. to communicate with one another and deliver that line, like, yeah, we caught Tsukozu's message, so we decided to play along, they're also just kind of happy to be yes. close and, uh, and intimate with Have one another. Have a quiet little moment. How contagious is this disease? It can infect non-Hynerians, and those it does infect, it kills without warning. For all that, I'm going to lock myself in an airlock. I'm afraid it's far too late for that. Now, this virus is so pervasive that everyone on this station or any vessels docked to it has already been exposed. There is a little powwow where Naranti goes like, well, I could use some facilities, and uh, Janet goes like, not on my ship. And no! And Scorpius goes like, well, you're welcome to use mine. <laughs> Yeah, that <laughs> like, was really well done. Like, sort of dodging any suspicion of uh, uh, complicity. Like, I have a facility on my yes. Leviathan. Uh, because that would have been, like, their preference probably would have been to gain access to the uh, the freighter. Well, yes. And therefore Aaron. But he goes like, no. And, like, he's like, showing, well, I have my secret mission. You have your secret mission. But I am confident enough to let her aboard my ship. <laughs> there is a bit of that. Yeah, my security is better than yours. And Narenti gets to gets to work. And this this is sort of her her arc through this episode, which kind of gets buried under uh, rescuing Aaron and uh, Scorpius. She's dealing with the fact, like, she had to think on her feet. Yeah. And the solution to the problem that she saw was releasing a plague. Yeah. And now she has to fix it. Well, there's a hilarious little this, yeah, walk and talk with Chana when this is going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, so what did you do? Like, I gave him the plague. Uh, and you gave him the symptoms, right? No, no, no I gave him the, the actual Hynerian skin flu. I reawakened uh, it. And uh, she's shocked. And Lorenzo goes like, what are you worried about? Like, you're not you're not vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, no, me neither. And like, what about everybody else? Well... <laughs> It sort of reminded me of that scene from The Office where the the, the terrible boss has been informed that there are firings to be done and like people uh-huh. have heard about it. And he cares more about their perception than about the actual truth. So he just gathers everybody about the, in, into the room and goes, you know, hey, we shouldn't, we shouldn't all have to worry. And points at people like, you're not going to get fired and you're not going to get fired. You know, and also you're not going to get fired. <laughs> skipping three people. Like, wow. Pointedly, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, she's she's incredibly confident and competent, but she's, like, right on the edge. Because she, Yes, she is definitely operating outside her comfort zone. She's always been like, oh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And now, for the first time, she is actually working, striving, and telling people to back the frail off. Very well said. Which she normally never does. It's no. like she's... <laughs> yeah, she's normally sort of, sort of floating around, but, yeah, she's out of her depth. No one can help her. Yeah. Are you tanked? What are you trying to do? What, kill Rigel? No, he won't die. I can make a cure. You sure about that? I'm almost certain. How long has Rigel gone? Plenty of time, if I'm not disturbed. Because, well, you know, it's like she's her, she's the potion master. So she's starting with making a cure for Rigel. 
because he's the one who's most obviously yes. dying immediately. Everybody else might get infected, but it's like apparently also a thing that like you don't like really notice it until you drop dead. Yes, that's apparently how it affects uh, Other sebaceans. People. Yeah, not sebaceans specifically. Although also scarons are immune. Yes. But Nabari and... Uh, n- no, the other ones, like Sokoza species. No, they're not immune. No, I know. No, they're definitely not, because yeah. it affects them the same way sebaceans do. So it's like oh, yeah. so- suddenly your skin peels off and you keel over dead, which is roughly how it happens to uh, a nerd boy later. Yeah. So all uh, sort of quarantine precautions are lifted because we're all exposed anyway. Yeah. Internally, everybody can mingle again because it doesn't matter. That's not how any of this works, <laughs> yeah. guys. I know that we have, in in our epoch, recent experience with with pandemics and yeah. what one can do about it. But even then, this was known. Yeah, more bitching about the uh, from uh, Yannick to the station commander about like being allowed to be released. Has a lot of that, isn't it? And he, but he's he goes like, well, maybe the facilities on uh, uh, which you call it, could you, Katratzi. Katratzi are yeah. better. And he goes like, well. Yes, but then you would have also exposed all of them. And, like, again, he just puts his foot down and says, like, no. Yeah. My station, my rule. My station, your rules. And I'm going to follow. <laughs> we get to see John and the nurse. Oh, yeah. He casually walks past her and he plays... He plays a really weird card. Like, yeah. he plays just the sleaze bag. Yes. The, hor- the horny... Sebastian undercover secret person. Uh, <laughs> a secrets guy, yeah. Yeah, secrets yeah. guy. Excuse is, me while I secrets guy. Yes, like I need to do a little bit of recreation and you are the first submission I have seen in half a cycle. So? So it's a long time without companionship. I don't do aliens. Well, I don't do peacekeepers, so why waste your time? And he holds like this vial that he dangles between his teeth, like I a little no, tea bag. I, it, like, it, I, it's like I mean, it's uh, like he's uh. holding a, a condom wrapper between his teeth. That's it, right? Yes. <laughs> and the nurse is not particularly interested because while he says, "I don't do aliens," she says, "Well, I don't do, do sebaceans." Yes. Uh, well, so off you trot. And I was like, "Oh no!" It's like sebaceans are the sluts again. I've got written down for some reason. It's somewhere in this area, but it's why I wrote that down. But yeah, I mean that is sort of implicit that even though we know it's a ruse on the on the part of John, this uh, this peacekeeper that he's pretending to be is essentially like extorting her for sex. Yeah. Uh, dangling the prospect of a cure for this disease that only works on. Sebations. Yes, and it just happens only be two doses. And sebations, as she says, odds of sebation being infected are minimal. And he yeah. goes like, yeah, but if it does, you're screwed. So what do you think? Is she is she out to save herself or specifically to save Aaron and the mission? Aaron and the mission, I think. Right? I mean, herself probably as well. Because she specifically asked about it like, oh, and there's enough for... Oh, yeah, John does that really well. He says there's two doses. Oh, is there any more? He lets her ask the question that reveals that there's another sebation aboard. Because she takes John back to the ship and, like, straight into the room where Aaron is, although she's, like, not particularly well on display. And Mm. John doesn't actually notice her until he starts she starts asking about about it John yeah, he's, he's jumping on the sort of a restraint chair sort of squeaking them yes. and she goes no cure first fun later yeah <laughs> and once he realizes Aaron is there yeah he just like straight up punches her out 
Uh, uh, the nurse. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, that's what I meant. Uh, but yes, just another single punch knockout. Uh, that can't be healthy. I mean, we know that Sebastians can do the pentak jab, so they're suspicious to it. Oh, yeah, true. It's, it's just like, in pentak jab is just a Vulcan nerve pinch of Star of uh, Farscape, isn't it? <laughs> um, like, John's attempt to rescue Eren is kind of thwarted by Eren herself, who doesn't participate and so like he spends enough time time trying to convince her th- to be quiet and come with her yeah with but us she, but she's just like being delirious and like thinking it's another uh hallucination hallucination and it takes long enough for Aaron, wake up just hold, hold still hold still i need it i need to unbind these no it's me i'm real aaron Leave her alone. The captain, uh, Jenek, to come wander in and John to be captured. Oh, it's actually his, uh, oh, uh, his right, charred yes. lieutenant who has uh, an eye patch, which oh, is, is kind of cool. Oh, he's a charred. So that's what yes. they look like without the... Uh, the dreadlock uh, helmets. Yeah, we've seen a, we've seen a few of them before. They have very uh, wrinkled foreheads. Okay, yeah. A pronounced brow, very pronounced uh, cheekbones. Mm-hmm. Um, a sort of oily look to their skin. Yes, and more heat torture from the captain. Uh, yes, where where John admits that he wanted to 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 take the beautiful lady back um, to his sex right, hole to, yes. to, to do sex with her. My babies. And when, when Scorpius later asked, like, how did you resist the heat torture? Was it Katoya's training? Right. And he says, no. I just told him the truth, just not the whole truth. Yes, he, which is the best way to go about in these situations. And Jenik has such confidence in his torture that he just right. like, assumes so this as truth. Why was Scorpius so eager to ask John about this? Yeah. Because it is, it is not... In Scorpius, Scorpius is not the ego-stroking kind who goes like, "Oh, was it was it the special training that I arranged for you that helped here?" Like he, he he doesn't need to be reassured by that. He doesn't need his ego stroke that he was right in that decision. So I know it seems like a weird. <laughs> I guess it's like a little callback for the uh, for the audience. Hey, remember? Fair, fair. We know that those were disappointing outfits that they were wearing, but it wasn't <laughs> a complete waste of an episode, was it? Oh no! Turns out, yeah, we actually didn't need the heat okay, torture. Okay, fair ability. enough. <laughs> like, I'll accept that as an actual answer and not just your poker face. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scorpius talks to the captain again and goes like, "Well, what was going on with my man?" and uh, basically tells him like, "Oh well, our our." Our things are still aligned. Like, you know, what I have here is the person... Ah. Yes. Yeah. He he basically asserts his secret person uh, status to the captain and goes like, well... I know that you have Aaron Sun. Yes. And you're delivering her to Akna, hoping that you can get the secrets out of her But my man can get you John Crichton, which was like... So glad that there isn't, like, a picture of John Crichton just floating, mm. <laughs> floating about for anyone to see, you know. Well, this, I mean, it is in, uh, Scar- in in Peacekeeper space. Exactly. But not for the Scarrans. <laughs> like. <laughs> so, Noranti has uh, found a cure, which is a carrot cube. Unfortunately, it won't cure anyone other than a Hynerian. And that's a problem. I mean, uh, has anyone else contracted the sickness? No, not as yet. Uh. Well, uh, one step at a time. Yeah. yeah, she has a lot of work still ahead of her. There are a lot of... Hey, I'm noticing this now. There are a lot of different scenes in this episode. Oh, yeah. For for one that is 
like it's very talky, but it's all plot heavy. It's not it's not very feels talky. Mm-hmm. So we can actually sort of we're getting there though. Yeah. Like, once again, Chiana, who does a lot of hopping up and hopping off furniture. Well, I mean, she does that very well as a trapezoid. <laughs> Discovers that the nerd boy is not doing well. Hey, you with the big ship. Hey, you okay? Treso immediately says, oh, shit, extra lockdown. Yes. Double lockdown. <laughs> super lockdown. Super secret lockdown. <laughs> oh, and no, everybody wait. walks away except for Gianna. Gianna's the only one who stays and, uh, and, yes. and cares for the uh, the nerd boy. Well, he's dead at this point, isn't he? Well, Is he? No. no but he, will be, he will be very shortly. But she's uh, she's caring for yes. him. Yes. A station commander goes talk to Naranti, who is like frantically going like, well, we're working on it. Yes, but Jenik now wants her to work on it on his ship. Right. And prioritize them. Yes, because he wants to make sure that his submission is safe. And he doesn't even care about the submission, he cares about the submission fetus. Yeah. And that's like a, a, bit, a bit of a weird one because, like, okay, so there's a small chance that she's getting infected. Yep. But, you know, we're just going to take a major risk in operation and we're going to, like, Implant this sebation, maybe half human fetus in the body of a nebari, and this is all. This is not a big deal. And this is all something that we can do, just like without any hormone preparations or anything. And it's yeah, it'll be be fine. Cut open at the same time, so we can do it faster and different body temperatures. Yeah, nothing, nothing unlike. Also, that okay. So we just yeah. Apparently, they have spacey wacy science, but. We're, goes, bit, yeah. we're a bit far from there, though, yet, because yeah. we have a heist to plan. Right. Sikozu has um, subverted her way into the station systems, thanks to using the codes of uh, Pretty Boy. Neat little hologram. Yes. I, I love a good hologram. It's a little bit uh, Fifth Element. Uh, oh, yeah. I see the, the, the sort of glowy coloration. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, plans of the station, like, she knows how to, like, cut the power, which will also cut the power to the... Uh, Freighter, because that's apparently running on station power while, ah, while yes. it's docked, which uh, makes sense, you know. Like, yeah, and the sentinels as well. Oh yes. So while the lights are down, it'll be safe to traverse the station with, with weapons. weapons. Yes, and that's what John is waiting for. He's he's locked and cocked Oof. with with nowhere to go, just waiting for those lights to uh, to go out. Yeah, he's willing to throw down. He takes a undertakes a very bold action. While Jenik orders his uh, eye-patched lieutenant, the Charid, to uh, go and fetch Chiana because... Um, Nabari girl. Hey, Nabari girl. Can't be infected, immune for... But, okay, so I'm thinking, like, okay, so either Aaron is infected, mm-hmm. and then the fetus is also, or she isn't, and then what's the benefit of doing a risky operation to... Well, I think the plot is that they want Eren to be in peril. Right, they want to be ev- ev- <laughs> ev- mean, evil Dr. Mengele... Uh, kind uh, of. Dr. Yannick experiments thing. Create yeah, tension, I suppose. Exactly. But it, like, from a... like, Either she's infected, so you, you put Eren in the strictest quarantine, and either she is infected, at which point the fetus already has it as well, uh, or she isn't, in which case she will not get it because you put her on a very strict quarantine on board your own ship. And like, they don't and, seem to know about quarantine. Though. No, they, they they use the word, but like they don't that's seem not, to know. <laughs> that's not quarantine. That's a sort of 
like a mandatory five day weekend, so right. you can. Sort of- didn't, didn't we recently talk about what uh, what what quarantine comes from? What? Not with me. Oh, okay. So it's like from I think it's like back in Genova day, back in January, when uh, ships arrived, mm-hmm. they were required to stay at at moor. Sorry, at at anchor for forty days in front of the harbor. Garant. Yeah. Uh, or whatever the, yeah. the that's the French word I know for for forty. Right. Whatever the Italian word yeah. is, quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. So there was comes like, from the word for forty. Right. Yes. That's amazing. The forty days they were meant to, uh, required to remain at anchor to see if anybody, everybody if in the boat was die. Yeah. And they would just like you know they'd, they'd get supplied with food and water, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. that was just uh, them's the rules. Wow! Amazing. So what, imagine what it would have been called if it had been thirty or fifty days. Trantine. Or <laughs> Tr- Tr- uh, team, yes. <laughs> oh wait, what is fifty in French again? Quinze, Quinzine, Quinzine would have been a cool word, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> Quinzine and Trentine are both pretty cool words. <laughs> now it would get more difficult if it was ninety days. Oh god, in yes. which case it would be quatre-vingt-dix-teen. Quatre-vingt-teen, yeah, quatre-vingt-dixteen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> It's a good thing we're not titling these episodes anymore. Otherwise, be, what the fuck is quarter vinked dixteen? Okay. So All yes, right. uh, Noranti gets gang press ganged into like performing this fetus swap operation along with Noranti uh, is fighting the good fight. She's oh, trying to anesthetize Erin, and they won't let her. Oh, give is- it to give it to the. Actually, no, we're, we're completely skipping over the scene where Chiana kicks. Ass. Oh my god, yes, I had it written down as well. Yeah. The 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 chariots go off to to get her and she does not go down easy. She, is she not takes down any of you. Three takes chariots. Down two of them? Yeah. yeah. Uh, ambushes two more. Fights it off with the uh the commander. Yeah. Who finally yeah. Well she's not just running away. Like no. she she hides in the rafters and takes out two more. She's absolutely incredible. Yes, it's fantastic how she uh yeah, jumps down on him and uh, kicks him out. And she almost like actually wins that from that chariot uh, hits court. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, Which absolutely. is amazing. She, like, do you think she's been taking lessons with uh, with Aaron and Dargo? I guess, yeah. Uh, Good for her. She loses the fight eventually. Yes. Like the, uh, she's unfortunately overpowered and outmatched, but what a fight. Pilot has to admit that he only uh, detected their presence until it was too late. Recriminations can wait. We must act. Are you ready? Who directed this episode? David Peckinpah. Okay. He's done a few before. Right. Yeah, Yeah, there was that weird tone of sort of apology from from David Kemp, because I thought it was a very fine episode. Oh, yeah. Moved a lot of pieces on the the board. Yes, very much so. So, Ben Browder called it a a, a connective episode, because it moves everyone where they need to be. So, yes, uh, Aaron gets clamped down by the swimming pool stairs of restraint. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, and they and they sort of jab into her It's side. a weird thing. It's, like, so totally weird. I'm just like, oh, great. It's, like, yeah, it's a great area to, like, stab a woman who's about to have a... Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> I was really, really, really uncomfortable with the, the sort of pervasive medical horror. Right. Right, women being restrained and medical decisions being made at, at, at their at their expense. Yes, props to Farscape for not shying away from that. But man, it was hard to watch. No, no, stop, stop. This is wrong. 
There is a lot of fuffing about while John is uh, going, getting ready. Scorpius makes a final bid to try and prevent this all from happening, but again is refuted by Jenek. He's getting a little bit suspicious. Yeah. We've seen little moments where he goes, oh, wait, hold on. And Jenek isn't the only one who's getting suspicious because as Sikozu is trying to manipulate the power grid of the station, her pretty boy is coming walking in and going like, oh, hey, what are you doing? And like, I'm just, oh, no, I'm just like trying to realign the face crystals. And like, yeah, why did you just like send your signals and everything and download the files and codes? And yep, he's not buying it anymore. No, he's actually got a cute little gun. Yes. Pointing at her. Then will you help me? Of course not. While they're in this control room with, I don't know, it looks like a, a leaded glass sort <laughs> yes, of very decorations pretty. on the on the wall. That's very pretty. Really uh, beautiful set big, design here. Big consoles with lots of glowy things to push. Meanwhile, John is like gearing up in full uh, combat armor. Waiting for the light to go out. Yes, but... which is not happening when it's supposed to be happening. And why is it not happening? And for Frel's sake... Dargo goes to see what's wrong. Yeah. Just and like we see him on Moya, he takes two steps off screen, then he walks into the command center. I'm gonna lock you up. How wrong was he? Tongue lashes the cutie pie. Yeah. And Sikozu. Yes. Now what do you what how would you describe what she does here? It looks like a scarring heat ray. Oh, is that what it looks like? Yeah. So she holds her hand out. It kinda and then looks like she does a scarring heat ray thing. It could be anything sort of Yeah. The sort of air warping. Yeah, it's, just exa- it's exactly the same like effect that they use Melts for the, down. It might it's be probably, it's might probably be freezing. No, it's probably just for uh, oh. you know, for, for uh for budgetary reasons that they use the same effect. Right, for, yeah, uh, because it is much cheaper. Yeah, they have to use the same special effect that mm. they already uh, have uh, for yeah, no. And it's not as if Farscape really cares about absolutely, details like that. Absolutely. I mean, what are the odds of uh, Sikoso <laughs> being part Scarron, you know? It's like, being another half-breed uh, uh, Scarron? Ah, what are the odds of that? No. <laughs> no. Come on. We already have her, like, really romantically interested in the Scarron half-breed. We can't have her also being a Scarron half-breed. That would make no sense, would it? No. Come on. Or would it? Get on with it. No. Absolutely not. Really? No, I don't know who would be interested in that? Oh, good. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. Or do let's I? Go, let's go out. <laughs> <laughs> Fate's black, <laughs> which is literally what happens. Showtime. Uh, um, and John goes off running. And, oh, it's such a cool shot. And, like, then I, and, then I started, and then I started blasting them. <laughs> He's like, oh, finally. And off he runs. It's amazing. Yeah. He gets into the uh, Scarron ship in no time. The freighter is like literally blink of an eye. He's across the station. Starts blasting people there. Because he's the only one with a flashlight. And a gun. Oh, yes. Yes, of well, course. In the, in, in the freighter, it's not a problem. Uh, I assume that in the freighter, the chicklids uh, have guns. So he takes out the chariot. And then he aims his light and his gun at uh, Dr. Tracer, who's o- hovering over Aaron. Whom he also shoots. Uh, but not before Tracer says, hey. Stop! I'll kill her! I'll cut her throat! And then Naranti goes, no, he won't! <laughs> no, he won't! He yeah. knows he has to keep her alive, yeah. so you should just kill him! Yeah, bam. <laughs> Kalish, you're supposed to be smart. Who do you think I believe? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot him in the shoulder, though. Kind of unclear what happened there, but yes. Well, Naranti says, you should have killed him. Uh. And he goes, yeah, my body count's high enough Ooh, already. Yes, I and you can see her going, oh, yeah, yeah I, I feel you. <laughs> Bit of a reminder there. Um, and now they rescue Aaron properly. For real, yes. 
cut it's, her off, run off into the uh, in through the dark into the station where the chariot commander is cunningly. Well, he's not really tricked, but he's uh, surrounded uh, as he catches them with his own guns. And apparently the Scarron DRDs are uh, around there as well. Because yeah, you see them just in the in the dark. They're just standing there going like, oh, oh they're, well, they're, they're powered down. Yeah, they're powered down. So how did John pick that particular spot? Did he like, is it just like blind luck that they were, or are yeah, they all over the place? I think they're all over the place. Sort of like uh, DRDs, you kind of don't notice them. They have lots of jobs. Just right. one of them is execute anyone who isn't, who doesn't have, you know, a, a company name tag. Right, which happens indeed as soon as the lights come on. Yeah, because John's left his gun behind. He's holding Aaron in his arms. Yep. I noticed he didn't bring Winona. He like brought some other some of the other big guns. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I think he brought Aaron's gun. She always liked that that big cannon. Yeah, yes. Sounds it seems plausible. You work for the scare, right? Yes. Why? Security is tight for visitors, so you shouldn't be carrying. Carrying what? <laughs> They're free. Except that Scorpius and Jenik are still involved and trying to talk. And uh, Jenik is like now run out of patience with Scorpius. And Scorpius realizes that the jig is up and he tries to punch his way free. But as Aaron has shown, punching your way through a Scarron is not an easy yeah, thing to Even do. for a Scarron half-breed, it is not. He gets thrown around the room a little bit. Yeah, Jenik uh, is unimpressed. Yes, I mean he has to, like he gives him some, you know, run for his money, but not enough. Yeah, and Scorpius uh, knows it. But Sikozu manages to release all the ships involved: uh, Lola, the module, Moya. Good job. Again, oh. he, uh, here I was like sitting, like, hang on, why? Are, who, who's piloting these things? What's going on? But no, no, another throwaway line this time by Darg was, "Oh, we'll just pick them up with the docking web." Yay! Uh, so, Handy that, isn't yeah. it? And they also happen to have, uh, like, just a bag of security beacons. Which they just found lying around. Oh, here's a bag of beacons. Yeah. Are, these, are these, like, uh, as I believe uh, John calls them window stickers? The window stickers. Because, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, we'll, we'll take some of these. What about Scorpius? What about him? Well, he might have been captured or killed. We can only wish. Pilot, starburst as oh, soon as you can. Oh, we are leaving. Preparing for starburst. <laughs> Why doesn't she ever listen? And away they fly. And now John and Aaron are reunited. She's yes. still doubting. He assures her, and the baby, and the baby, and they... Yeah. Is this real? It's real. You're on Moya. You're safe. What about the baby? The baby's fine. Everything's going to be okay. And now we get a really interesting scene between Naranti and Rigel. Oh, wow, this scene. Yeah. You don't look as bad. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. You nearly killed me. No, I didn't. But I did kill others. 
because Ranti is kind of like sitting there picking the scabs of Rigel and helping him get rid of the, uh, the the remnants of the skin flu. I'm amazed he isn't just eating them. Oh, good. That would be yes. an Arrenti no, thing to do. Been, it totally would have been an Arrenti thing, yes. But she's, she's confiding in him um, that she's killed people now. Like, yes. Through her actions, she's, at least one person yes. died. So, uh, I mean, like, her disregard for other people's bodily autonomy apparently does not uh, extend towards killing them. Yeah. That's... <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I thought we were finally, like, on a, on a, on the same page regarding Naranti, but no, you're quite right. She's, it's just... Yeah, she, she doesn't have a great track record, but apparently even she has apparently, she won't yes. cross. No, absolutely. And Rigel also does a very uncharacteristic Rigel thing. He counsels her in a way that he's, yes. he's done increasingly. Oh, yeah. Like she goes, I mean, like, I've really grown in that regard, yes. And he goes, Welcome to Moya. But then follows it up with, But I've also, like, uh, decisions that I've made as Dominar has also led to the untimely demise of people. And I can't give you forgiveness for anybody else, but I can give you forgiveness for, for doing what it you to did me. to me, yes. And holds her hand. Even like, though she said that, like, she needs to go find forgiveness from the Divine Eternal. Whom, she, I oh, believe, yeah. whom I believe she once nominated to become captain of Moya. <laughs> Very good! Okay, I'm so proud of you! Okay, I'm just going to give you 100 points for that, just as a treat. Well done. And we see John and Aaron. He fell asleep while watching yes. her sleep, and she's watching him sleep now. But his uh, peaceful slumber is interrupted by, and I have it written down, you okay. said... The fuck <laughs> when the screen turned black and white and scratchy, yeah. and there were candles all over Moya and a great big coffin and organ music, and out comes Harvey with like long nails, and it's like this. Okay, I, I don't know which I don't know which vampire movie this is a direct like. Nosferatu. It's like the it first the origi- thing that the, uh, yes. uh, John called Scorpius. Right. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. For the ninth time, Nosferatu. I'm not a spy. And he's standing there, like John's standing there wearing a suit. Yeah. And yes. Surrounded by candles. Originally, this set was uh, decked with 150 candles, but the crew started to asphyxiate. Oh, okay. So they opened the doors, blew out a, a hundred of the candles. And <laughs> just like, we'll make do with 50. Wasn't safe. Yeah, yeah. You're not dead. Of course not. Uh, I am dead. I'm dead. It's not funny. And yes, like, again, my program must have had so much fun filming the scene because he gets to do the little claw-clicky thing. I know, and, with uh, his gnarled claws. <laughs> and uh, yes, it's like uh, Harvey's back. Or actually, Harvey was, like, never gone, apparently. No. Scorp just lied. Oh, geez, that never happened before. So I, I guess you... I was right in the fact that, like, Harvey isn't gone, but I was wrong in the fact that, like, Scorpius has him. Well done. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well done. Because did you catch all the all the dialogue here? Because it was a little bit hard to hear. It's not all of it, I guess. Well, let me walk you through it. me, yes. Because he says that, obviously, Scorpius didn't take Harvey out, yeah. but upgraded him. Scorpius, he upgraded me to Harvey 2.0. He is now Harvey 2.0. Right, that was it, yes. With several new features. One of them is unquestioning loyalty to Scorpius. Yes. And John goes, yeah, that's not a, that's not a feature. Mm. No, oh, but it is, because his way is the right way, says uh, Harvey 2.0. Right. He just, uh, he just needs a little bit of re-education again, like the first one got. Uh-huh. And also, Scorpius can now hear Harvey. Yes. 
presumably, yeah. or he knows what Harvey knows, is I think what he says. Yes. Which is not the same. But oh, okay, well, fine. I, I, if, if there was a line about hearing, then I'll drop it in here. I've been sharing the contents of your head with him. Memories, thoughts, dreams, wormhole technology. Okay. And if not, then uh, please enjoy this weird tone of voice that I'm using for as long I, as my I, sentence runs out. Please interrupt me, Kay. I like how uh, John is still stuffing Harvey into boxes thing <laughs> because he just like knocks, he just throws the lid of the coffin down on him again and goes like, yeah, before opening it up once more and uh, hearing him out. Scorpius knows everything I do. Yep. Scorpius knows everything you know, John. What did you say? I said, Scorpius knows everything you know, John. What did you say? Scorpius knows everything I do. <laughs> lid goes open again. It's like, I said, Scorpius <laughs> yeah. knows everything I do. <laughs> because apparently Harvey has been feeding him all his thoughts and, and selected memories and dreams Oof. and uh, wormhole knowledge, a little bit of wormhole knowledge. Oh, yes, knowledge. apparently all, all of them are wormhole knowledge, actually. And yes, John wakes from that with a startle as he's still sitting beside Erin. You have to go back for Scorpius. Tell her, John. Tell her. So that whole... John's realization that Scorpius had hacked the comms. Yep. It was went a little bit deeper than Yeah. Oh, yes. Like that must have been even Harvey telling Scorpius at that moment, oh, he thinks you're on the comms. Pilot, are we having a problem with the comms? Oh, and that must have motivated right. Scorpius to go, oh, pilot, is there anything up with the comms? Yeah. Just to keep them in the dark. Just like, yes, wheels within wheels. And Harvey yells, you have to get Scorpius, you have to get Scorpius, you have to go get him. Yes, must be freed. What are you thinking? Oh, well, they're going to, because like Sakosa's also been on the uh, Team Scorpius. Mm -hmm. So there seems to be like a very plausible reason why they actually need him, because they don't really. No. So it would be to keep the wormhole knowledge out of Scarron hands. Right, because if Scorpius also has this all, then that would go to the Scarrens if they get enough time to interrogate him. Mm-hmm. They presumably. can torture it out of him. Yeah. But yeah. does he actually have that wormhole knowledge? Or because it... if he did, why was he still on Moya? Yes, good point. But we are definitely left with a sense of urgency and an implication that next time round... They're going to go back for Scorpius. And a little bit of frustrating uncertainty about well, like what the situation or, is. Or there might be, like, you know, next time round, uh, next time opening scene there in orbit around a pleasure planet, Scorpius is back on board. And yeah, that whole situation <laughs> got resolved remarkably quick, didn't it? <laughs> no, they can only do that when they go to commercials. You can't do that in between. Please don't do that to me, Farscape. <laughs> then again, Farscape has done weirder things. Hey. Yep. She gives me a Woody. She gives you the Willies. Oh, willies, willies. Well, definitely willy material is Rigel looking like he went to a particularly kind of activity involving all of the crew, at least all the male parts of the crew. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, that is... I'm I'm trying to think of anything I can say that sort of affirms that I know what you're talking about without crossing any lines. And nope, you went right up to the right up to the edge. So I'll back away from there. Yeah, I thought it would, I thought it looked great. It looked though. great, like yes, but yes, it's like the connotations that was like definitely wow. Okay, but no, I think. I mean, given his technicolor vomit, he gave as good as he got. Good point. Very good point. Yes, I mean that was also. A, I mean that was like see, not quite on the sea, uh, level of the pea soup from. Uh, uh, what was that horror movie again? Uh, oh, The Exorcist. Exorcist, yes. Yeah. But definitely uh, impressive. All of his emesis is is green. 
He pees mm, green as well, is, yes. or at least he does when uh, when it's on fire. Wood. Yes, uh, but I think it uh, my when my actually uh, Willie goes to Gen X and his casual control during the whole fetus swap thing is like when he goes like yeah. completely unnecessary procedure as far as I can determine, but he's just going like, no, I'm just going to like, this is what I, th- what I think is going to maximize my yeah. mission's chances of success and damned whoever I, uh, who, who gets damaged, harmed or involved uh, yeah. with it. Yes. It's, it's incredibly callous. And I'm very yeah. glad that you pointed that out because like my top candidate for, for, for the willy was of course this, this horrible violation and like certainly in a medical context. But since you've said that, now I'm free to choose as my willy, <laughs> bacteria causes <laughs> virus. <laughs> yes. And I now definitely do want an Osmosis Jones <laughs> spin-off for like an, an evil bacterial Dr. Mengele who's just sort of <laughs> cackling with snotty glee as he causes viruses. Okay, uh, which leaves the Woodies. Yes. Uh, oh well, I thought Pretty Boy was quite uh, quite an interesting character, and how uh, yeah. he and Sikozu interacted. Um, he was very cute. I mean, the other the other male Kalish are not blessed with like quality hair care products. It seems no fair miss no. But he seems to uh, use a little product. I also enjoyed the the ha- well, not the hand waving, but the, the 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 casual insertion of a few little throwaway lines to make otherwise plot holes to to to, yes. to, to soundly cement what otherwise would have been a plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just sort of fill in the like grouting. What do you call that stuff that you put in That's gaps in grout- walls? Grout- well, yeah, well, it's, well, grouting is what you put between bricks. You know, after you after you uh, cement the bricks down, yeah. then you fill the the. That the, is what yeah, I'm talking about. That is grouting. About. Yes. Hey, look at me knowing the home improvement. Very good. Thing. Yes, but yep. I think my actual Woody will have to go to uh, Rigel at the end in the scene with Noranti mm-hmm. when he just like he really steps up to the plate as a as a crewmate and a uh, you know to uh, to help reassure her like, you know, like yeah. yeah you're gonna have to to come to your own terms but I at least forgive you for what you did for what you were trying to achieve. Yeah. So like he's got a few years on her, but they're like they're the mm. oldest members of the of the right. crew. Yes. And for him to like really connect with his fellow crew. But he seems to yeah, Drigel seems to have done a lot of emotionally maturing or at least maybe maybe he was always like that. He just didn't care about anybody. Right, yeah. That's and now he's like trying to uh yeah, coming to around to to these people. Oh, I'm with you. I I really like to see that in uh, in in, in Rigel. Yeah. My my Woody's going to be a little bit well wider than yours, but <laughs> The the competence of characters who are often played for comedy, yes, or you know peril like Chiana, Naranti, and Rigel. They're they're often played for comedic or, or Value, dramatic. Yes, uh, I mean Chiana's scene against the chariots right? was like fantastic. Yeah, and Naranti as well, and yeah. including like her her inner tor- turmoil that she gets no help with. Mm. Her efforts to resist Jenna and, and Treso like phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and Rigel coming up with this plan. Solo. Yes, and everybody else going like, okay, this is a plan now. It's like, yeah. we're committed. It's Oh, it's our crew at their best. Yes. So that brings us to the end of We're So Screwed Part 1. So yep. what, a, what a fun title that is, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's the story so far. So next week will be another reading of a fanfic. And after that, we will deal with episode 420. <laughs> hey! Uh, Hot to Katratzi, we're so screwed, part two. 
That's the drugs number. Yes, it is the drugs number. And in which the crew of Moya go into the heart of Scarron space in a dangerous attempt to rescue Scorpius. Oh, well, now we know what's happening. And prevent the Scarrons from unlocking the secrets of wormholes. I'm all grumpy now. Look, I I thought that, oh, we're far enough ahead that I don't need to keep the spoilers from him. But, oh, I kind of wish that it could have been a pleasure planet and they could have gone skiing. Yes, you'll join us once again in two weeks. Oh, hey, I have not thanked Lee Collier enough. Lee of Give Them L, the excellent musician and friend of the show who has contributed our our amazing music. We groove to it every episode. Like, we always start this episode. One of the buttons is dedicated to the opening titles. We don't just edit it into the show. We actually listen to it and dance, and that's how we start every episode. Thank you, Lee. You can find her album. She's Give Them L. That's the, the letter L. And maybe, I mean... She shared with us a photo shoot that she did to promote her her album in an outfit that, consciously or unconsciously, was pretty peacekeeper, like a black leather and red. So maybe she shared that somewhere. Oh, let's hope so. That would be fantastic. Also, thank you to our wonderful Patreon supporters uh, and and everyone who sent us synopses. Guys, your your support over these low these many seasons has uh, has been amazing. And as we careen toward the end of season four, and we're we're delighted that you're still with us. If you want to contribute some more, which I think is technically still possible, uh, you can go to for, sofarscape.com slash links. And already a few people have used the synopsis form just to send us a little message so if you want to do that you can you can do that as well thank you for joining us we'll see you again in uh, in two weeks and until then so far escape so, so good. good i'm Kake. you're Kake. oh okay so just and until then i'm cocky i'm k so, so far escape so, so good, good. <laughs>